Whatever show you're listening to right now is a piece of garbage. This is the Chip Chipperson podcast, and I'm the newest star on this piece of garbage network. Who is it? Is it Rich and Bonnie or fucking Nick DiPaolo or some other piece of Bob Kelly garbage? Turn it off and get on the Chip Chipperson podcast. The one you're listening to stinks. This person is not good at making podcasts. I am. You're listening to The Pete and Sebastian Show on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. This is The Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Pete! Biscuit! It's Jimmy from Boston. Petey, I find it hilarious that you're going to bust my balls for a 45-second message and then go on and have that snore fest highlighted by goddamn Tiger Talk. And Biscuit, is there any bullshit fad that you just won't partake in, kid? Goddamn guys cupping now. I'll tell you what you need to cup. You need to cup your balls and make sure that they're still there and they haven't abandoned you. So far away, but still so near The lights go on, the music dies But you don't see me standing here I just came to say goodbye I'm in the corner, watching you kiss her Sebastian show back here on Sirius XM 99? 99. Raw Dog, one away from Stern. As close as you can get. We're sniffing. We're sniffing. <laughs> What's going we gotta, on? We gotta we got we gotta come big, man. We gotta come big. I didn't like last show. I mean, uh I didn't listen to Jimmy's message because he's negative Nancy. I can't even handle it lately. We got no Lou right now. We have technical difficulties. <laughs> so it's just me and Sebastian kicking it old school, which is good because I might have to talk about the guys a little. But, All right, uh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I'm ready to have yeah. a good one. No, it's just you and I. Uh, it might as well be you and I because Lou has been non-existent on the show. So, <laughs> yeah, I think he's tired. I think he's tired because uh, you know. I mean, I can't call it moonlighting. The guy's got to make a living, but he does quite a few other shows. It's like every time we're having a conversation. And a comedian comes up, he's like, oh, yeah, I do his show. I do his show. I do his show. So it's like, it's like making love with a hooker, and she's whispering in our ear that we're a favorite, but I don't know, guy. Uh, he's, he's all over the map, and I hope he's giving our show the type of quality and class that it deserves and not, not spreading himself too thin. Yeah, well, that, this, this came up because I got the email before the show started, and I know you got the email because I saw your response, and it was from Lou, and it was some sort of a sketch I wasn't understanding, but he was asking you to say Chicago dicks, meaning like you're a cop. I, anyway, I get on the phone with him, and I'm like, what, what is that? And he's like, oh, Big, Big J and Dan Soda on their show, which I do. I'm like, oh, 
You do that one too? Yeah. I, I told him the other day about Brewer. He goes, I do Brewer's show. I'm like, okay, when do you sleep, guy? So anyway, uh, I guess they were, uh, you know, uh, imitating you, but as fans, as, you know, admiring, you know, saying you're funny, not like in a bad way. And that they wanted to do a bit where Big J does like a character with your voice. And they thought it would be really cool if you intro the bit. How can you be that fat and black and expect to live a full life? If the bullets don't take you, diabetes will. The Bonfire with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. And he, he goes, you know, I don't even want to get into it. The other day they had a gay man hug me. He's a professional cuddler. And all I'm saying, bro... We barely get music to start our show. He's doing bits with gay men over there. He's making bits about fake shows. I mean, what are we getting? Are we getting secondhand shit here, guy? I don't know. When that email came in, I don't know the context behind it. I just uh, saw that I wanted, he wanted me to say Chicago dicks. I'm like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah, I love all your responses. I don't, I don't want to say Chicago dicks. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know like what context that was going to be used in, so I wanted to find out a little bit more about it before I start rattling off Chicago dicks into a voice recorder. Yeah, no, understand. I mean, especially with, you know, you're working with Disney lately. I mean, you got the movie coming out soon. <laughs> they take that out of they take that out of context. They're like, "Listen, we got a What animal? What animal did you play again?" A groundhog. Yeah, we gotta we gotta put the clamp on the groundhog because uh, we got a video clip of you saying Chicago dicks, and uh, they've been syncing it up with the groundhog, and it's uh, been playing on YouTube. <laughs> that would be funny. Imagine taking a Mary Poppins clip, and like she she walks in and you have her saying something like she looks at the kids and she's like, "What is that? What does a lady got to do to get a fucking shot of whiskey around here?" <laughs> it's probably been done. It has been done before. On my other show, The Bonfire, and it fucking killed. Anyway, I'm all over the map. What's going on, bro? I, I first got to start off the bat by saying that uh, I've been looking for a great car wash for the last five years, and I just can't find anybody to wash the cars properly. Now, I've been washing my wife's car for the last eight months myself. I've been taking it down to the pressure wash doing the whole thing. It's kind of like my therapy to, to clean the car. But just because I've been out of town so much and the cars are not garage kept, the cars have been getting dirty with debris, pollen, and they're black. So, you know, it's uh, when I come home, they're, they're dirty. And things are getting kind of busy where, you know, a car wash is not the first thing on my list when I come home after a 12-day run, right? Yeah. All right. So, I got this recommendation from these guys to come out to the house. And I don't know if I discussed this on previous show, but these guys come out and they got two trucks, two vans, and they have their own filtration system in the van with a 60-gallon tank. And they don't even need to hook up to your hose. They're just self-sufficient. Uh, These guys are mobile, right? Dude, do you, do you, ha you have to do everything the most expensive way? It's fucking unbelievable. Jesus! 
Alright, so they come to the house with mobile tanks. Holy shit! Yeah, so 9 o'clock in the morning, they come. There's four of them. I want them to do my two cars. So, uh, guy comes up, very professional. They wear button-up shirts with ties. And they have brown aprons. So they look like like shoe shine guys from the twenties. Right. I've this never is unbelievable, seen, dude. I, <laughs> I've never seen this level of professionalism in in in, in a car service. No, I, dude. No, I've never heard of door to door fucking car service. <laughs> this is insane. So. I'm talking to the guy, and his guys are lathering up the car, and I got to tell you, I'm like, man, the car is black, but with the lather, it's all white. I mean, they cover this thing in suds. And now, they they do this on your driveway? On on the driveway, right. And and, then you don't have to worry about it washing into the grass or the plants and killing it? They probably tell you it's biodegradable or something? Well, it doesn't go... The drainage doesn't even go near anything that would harm any type of vegetation. All right. So I'm not even worried about that. So this guy starts to tell me, you know, I, of course I got to sit out there and talk to him to find out, you know, what this guy's all about. Started the business in 2005 and he wanted to give people a level of service that wasn't really found within that niche market. Uh, he goes, I'll take care of all your car needs. And I said, well, like, what, what type of services do you offer? He goes, well, what we're doing today with you is just like a one-off. We come out, we wash the cars, you pay me, and that's that. What I recommend you do if you want something on a more consistent basis is you join our membership. I'm like, oh, what the hell is that all about? (laughs) I get a chance to spend more money? Do tell. Do tell. (laughs) Uh, So as I'm sitting there talking to him, he begins to explain that for... And I got to tell you the price on this just because it's part of the story. Well, no. First, I'm not going to tell you the price. I'm going to tell you what you get, and then I want you to guess what the price would be. All right. All right. So he gives you, this is per month, he gives you four washes, right? Four services, he calls them. And one of those services is a complete detail, which is in outside the car, wax, the whole thing. You That's know, that little just, that that little machine that buffs it, right? Yeah, that th- that could be a part of it if it needs it, but you know, a, a full washing of the interior, the carpeting, anything that needs to be, you know, kind of really deep cleaned. That's what they do. The the, right. the dressing, the whole thing. So one of those washes is a complete detail. Then. He is, as he puts it, your car concierge. Yeah. Concierge, yeah. What this involves is if your car needs to get uh, gas, if your car needs oil change, if you need to take your car into the DMV, anything that your 
uh, car needs or anything car related, this guy takes care of. So the way he put it to me is the only thing you should be doing is driving and enjoying your vehicle. The rest, let us take care of. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now, when you say that they do the fuel, do they literally come to your house with tanks and shit? I don't know how that works. Either they drive it to the gas station or they have fuel in the back of the truck. I got to ask on that. But, uh, yeah, anything it needs, they do. Whatever your car needs, they take care of. Well, first of all, I got to say, I love the, I, I mean, just when the guy hits you with all you should be doing in your car is driving. I mean, yeah. that, that gets you hopped up. But now when you say detail, what is, does a detail wash mean all that stuff you said where they do every little nuance? Yeah. And then the other three washes, they come and they just do a general wash. You got it. And like, they'll come and they'll probably check your oil and do, do your oil on the spot if you need oil. Um, all right. So, so I don't know, man. This is this is a year-long monthly me- membership, and you're asking me what you pay for the year? Per month. Per month, I'm guessing you pay. Is it per vehicle? Per vehicle. Oh man. Now, Matt, you can you can mix and match. Don't get me wrong. You get four services. So, like one week, if he comes by, you want him to do one car, and the next he could next week he could do the other car. You get four services, one including a detail, and you could use those four services for, and you can mix and match the cars. Okay, I'm guessing five hundred a month. On the nose. Wow! Wow! I'm good, man. Damn. Five hundred a month. Tips included. Everything's included. My question to you is, would you pay for that type of service? My only other question before I answer is, obviously, the fuel is separate, whatever you get charged for yeah. fuel. Yeah. yeah. That's something that I would entertain, man. That is something that I would entertain. I fucking hate dealing with my vehicle. So do I, and I love having it cleaned. And this is something I'm really into, are cars, and that's kind of my thing. Uh, so... I don't see a problem with this, but I got to tell you, after they were done, I inspected the vehicle to see the type of job they do. Yeah, because like I, my motto would be, if that was me, I would look you in the eye and say, I wash your car as if it was my car. And that's what I want to hear. Well, the guy didn't have to say that. It's His work speaks... For itself, I went in and I looked at the interior first and I looked at the carpeting and they do a thing called brush stroking the carpet where, you know, if you were to go to a, a general car wash, you would take the vacuum and vacuum out your rugs or your, you know, floor mats, what have you. And that's that. Yeah. They use a special tool where they actually leave like a, like a, a Remember when you were a kid and you vacuumed or your mother vacuumed the living room and you could tell it's a fresh vacuum? We had shared carpets in certain rooms and we had a rake and my mom would rake it and get pissed if you stepped on the shit. Yeah. (laughs) Picture that level of detail in a smaller version in a car where you go in and you could see kind of where they vacuumed. So it's almost 
like an airbrush type design on the carpet. Like it looks like it's vacuumed. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, so, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm retracting, man. I'm, I'm not just to cause rift on the show, but like when I vacuum my car, and you know this too, you go against the grain of the vacuum and it leaves that nice marking. I don't need them to gas it up. I like to wash it myself in the summertime. I, I think I'm balking on this. I think I'm balking on this. I'm not done describing this service. <laughs> there's, two, there's, there's two things that put me over the top on this. Right. I have never seen, in my 43 years alive, I've never seen anybody do this to a car. When I went out to peek at what they were doing on the inside, the guy was vacuuming my car. Glove compartment. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, mean. <laughs> I got wow. I don't know. I mean, that's almost like they do a thing where they go, "He's looking through the window. Hit the glove now, now, now." <laughs> I don't know if that's blowing me away or if that's a little bit of invasion of privacy. No, isn't the glove? Man. Isn't the glove off limits when you clean a car? Well, that's why I wanted to bring this up, because in my glove compartment, yeah. the only thing that lives in there is the manuals to the car. You don't After even have that, Dunkin' Donuts no- napkins? Oh, God, I don't like trash. Oh, you find me a glove compartment without Dunkin' Donuts, the napkins in it, man, and I'll find you your Porsche. Oh, Every, everybody's no. got Dunkin' Donut napkins in their car. That's, mm. I mean, come on. If not, just a random, you know, uh, uh, like brown napkins. You got, you, you got just the license and registration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only time I go in the glove compartment is when I get pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude! You are fucking. Oh, God, that cracks me up, man. Uh, so they removed the manuals, and they were getting in the glove compartment. Now, that sold me alone. Then, there's another one. I forgot another one. You know, like the console between the passenger seat and the driver's seat? You know, if you Where I that. keep the gum? Yes. Yes, that area. Yeah. Now, I have some pencils in there. I have, like, a couple business cards. I had a rubber band, what have you. Also, I have the uh, charger for my iPhone in there. I, I pulled that up. Everything was organized. The charger was tied up in a beautiful little, like, uh, just, I don't know what you, you would call it. It was just uh, wrapped up nice, kind of tight, tightly packed. Uh, all the... Uh, Lana had a couple hair ties in there. They were all everything was organized in the middle council. And then what topped it off for me, and I've never seen this before, in the ashtray were two custom wrapped mints of the guy's logo on the wrapper. Oh. <laughs> it, is, it is literally like they're doing a hotel room with the Four Seasons. Exactly, exactly what I would relate it to. This is something that you would see in a high-end hotel. It, it, 
Most car services are a days in. This was the Ritz-Carlton and I said, sign me up for the membership. And he gave me a membership card, which is heavy in weight. It's black, the titanium. And I am now member 681. And I am proud to be in business with this guy. Fantastic. What an endorsement, man. What an endorsement. Now, I, I want to know what the uh, DMV means. Like, um, if you needed to get the car registered or your license renewed, he can go for you? Okay, what this is, is first of all, I bought a new car. I bought an SUV for the baby. So now I got to get this damn thing smog checked. That's what they have out here in Los Angeles. Got to get smog checked. He's going to take it in to get it smog checked. He's also gonna go down, and because I bought the car in another state, he's gonna get the VIN number switched over from that state to this state so I can now apply for my license. He's just gonna take care of it. <laughs> I love it, man. Wow, that's a hell of a service. It is one hell of a service. There's things in life that you splurge on, I have really no vices to speak of. A lot of people, you know, whatever. They collect, I don't know, uh, they play video games. I, I, my vice is getting good service. <laughs> this is the top <laughs> of the line. Your vice is spending cash. Oh, I got to give you another one. I got to tell you another one. I went out, it was at about 9.30, they came at 9. I came out to see what was going on, and the guy, one of the guys was spraying a reddish-type liquid inside the car, and, I, and I'm like, God, what, what is that? And he's like, it's our, it's our strawberry-scented cleaner. My front yard smelled like an orchard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't this know guy, oh, I, 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 I was like, do you do anything else other than cars? Because I would sign up for it. I, I'm telling you, man, one day we're going to do this show and you're going to come on. You're going to go, I found a guy. You wake up, you put your arms out. The guy dresses you. <laughs> then he carries you downstairs. You could still be sleeping. He opened, <laughs> opened your mouth and put food in it. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> no, you will have a butler someday. You will have a butler. Oh, I love it, man. No, I love it. That's a fantastic service. I, I, you know, and the ingenuity of this guy who's going, you know what, man? I bet people would pay to have somebody do all this horse shit for him. And it really yeah, adds up. He, he did hit a nerve with uh, a niche community that likes their cars taken care of and doesn't really want to bother with the hassle of, of uh, whatever, taking nah. them to the DMV, getting it washed, just waiting in line. Not only that, the glove compartment was clean, but then he did the trunk. And I'm sorry, nine times out of ten, you go to a normal car wash, don't even touch the trunk. This guy took everything out of the trunk and vacuumed it clean with the brush strokes, the whole thing, and put everything back together in the trunk neater than it was when he took it out. It's, it's bar none the best service I've ever seen. 
Yeah, no, I mean, the trunk you don't hear much about, but the glove... It's like seeing a unicorn. <laughs> it is, it is, to see somebody doing that. But again, I don't know. It would be like, uh, I don't know, man, like the maid going in that one, you know, going in my underwear drawer, taking out my underwear and cleaning out that drawer. I, I, I feel like maybe you should ask before you go in my glove, don't you think? I, again, my glove compartment is so not I, private. I, I well, it's, it happens to not be, but he doesn't know that before he opens it. You don't you don't feel that that's a private area. Uh, I, I would think like, what would you find in a glove compartment that might be private to the owner? Give me an item. I got one in my head. Well, shit, a gun right out of the gate. And, okay, by the, yeah. and, and by the way, you know, let's not forget that you got a console of a dots in there with your rubber band, your pencils, and your whatever else. So, you know, that's, that's, what is that? What is that? That's a little white trash. I come in, you got a random rubber band. Totally. And you know what? I, I noticed what I had in there after he organized it, and now I took it all out of the car. It looks like it, I just got it off. It looks like a showroom vehicle. What I took you, everything out. I took the change out of the car. That's how That's how clean I wanted it to be. I took the change out of the cup holder. Yeah, there's no need to fit change in the cup holder. What, what, what would you have done if he said to you, you had some pencils and a rubber band in there? I'd throw it out. I'd say thank you very much. And by the way, I will argue that in all the time it takes to do all that car bullshit, if ev if everyone did whatever job they had in during that time, you'd probably make five hundred bucks. Yeah. Free, you know. So. I figure the way I look at it is, I spend five hundred dollars a month for this guy, and the entertainment it gives us on the show is well worth the price of admission. I know. There's always that factor, isn't there, man? I checked, yeah. I checked into a hotel yesterday in Rochester with Jackie for one night, and she went about something to do some shopping, and I went to check in. And it disgusted me, but I thought it would be funny to mention on the cast. The maid, whoever it was, the housekeeper, had just finished the, ba the room before I checked in. They took a dump before I checked in, so the room still uh. smelled like shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they didn't think there'd be someone checking in as quick as they were after the clean. So my room was the one they took a dump in during the day. From fun to funky, this place has it all. But what's so special about this hotel? What makes it tick? Let's find out and take a closer look inside. Adios mio. Oh, man. Did you, you complain? Uh, you know... I didn't because I was like, this is, what am I going to say, right? I mean, I thought about it, but in the end, I just felt it was too arbitrary. Like, what, what am I going to do? I'll have the GM stand in the bathroom with me while I yell at him. You don't smell that? You seriously don't smell shit? How can you not smell that? <laughs> so then I go outside on the balcony to, you know, do, do you know, my, what I do. And mm -hmm. uh, what do I see on the corner of the balcony? A fucking coffee cup, plastic coffee cup. Filled to the rim with rainwater and about a hundred, uh, not a hundred, like 20 cigarettes that the maid didn't get off the... And this is like a boutique, nice, uh, fancy hotel there in Rochester. Then I go to work out while Jackie's shopping. There's no water, water left in the in the water thing, right? In the, in the exercise room. There's no water in it. Oh, God. Right? So then... The next morning, we're on the fifth floor. We go to check out. Both elevators are broken. We got to walk down with our bags five flights. So I come down. This is this morning. I check out. 
And it's one of these hotels where it's like I said, it's fancy and boutique. So even the people like there was a very attractive uh, young woman working behind the counter. So everything's hip and cool. So she goes, uh, and I manager was in the lobby too. I saw him. Jackie walked over to get coffee, and she goes, "So did you enjoy? Was your stay good?" And I go, well, the cigarette butt's out on a balcony. There's no water in the thing, and the elevators are broken. I had to walk down five flights. But, And she goes, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And I go, well, it's not your fault anyway. So, But I just said loud enough for the guy to hear. And then when I was leaving with Jackie walking out, I told her I said that. And she goes, guy, why do you, why do you have to fucking say anything? It was nice. We had a nice time. I go, because... There was that. These things need to be said. These are the little things that matter. Am I the dick guy? Am I the dick? No, I, I'm surprised a guy who's yelling at pilots on an airplane is not going downstairs after somebody shit in a room and complain. I, I, I don't know where your priorities are. Honestly, bro, I'm just tired, man. I'm like Robin Hood. Somebody else has got to fucking steal once in a while. Yeah, I can't I fight the you. fight. I need a rest every once in a while. I just thought I'd share that with you because once I smelled that in the bathroom, I'm like, that's disgusting, but kind of funny for the cast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast, but it's also a radio show now. Gotta fucking remind you, guy. Comedians Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco bring their comedy radio show to Sirius XM's Raw Dog. There's one bathroom in there and the door's closed. So I walk in and the guy from behind the door goes, Hey, I'm busy in here. If somebody walked into a bathroom and the door was locked, I would wait for the person to jiggle the door. They would notice it was locked and they would walk out. Yeah, and if anything, my move is I'll do like, I'll, I'll pretend I'm singing a bit of a song. Like, you know, you ain't seen nothing. You ain't seen nothing. Oh, nothing. that's even, that's, that's strange. I'd rather have the guy tell me he's busy. <laughs> The Pete and Sebastian Show, Fridays at 5 p.m. East, only on Raw Dog 99, or listen on demand with the SiriusXM app. I had a big week last week uh, in New York. I uh, got a chance to hang out with the the Mazzillis uh, at the Garden of Laughs charity event, which was star-studded. I know, I saw in the news my guy from Walking Dead was there, Daryl. Yeah, yeah, he was there. I didn't get a chance to meet him, but he was in the house. We had uh, Katie Couric was there, Whoopi Goldberg, Ben Stiller, uh, Walt Frazier, um, just uh, Seinfeld, and Leslie Jones, Chris Rock. So it was a... It was well attended, 5,500 people in the uh, in the garden, um, that theater that they have there. I don't know if yeah. you've ever been in there. It's my first time there. And uh, had a blast. But the night before, I got to tell you this, the garden, uh, due to the fact that I was doing the gig and it was a charity event, they were nice enough to extend floor seats to the Nick game. Holy shit! Never been courtside at the Knicks before, and we were sitting right under the basket. These guys, man, huge, huge. It just it makes you look like half a man. Yeah, you know. Shit, I know, I know. It's unbelievable when you're up that close. You see how much they really bang the shit out of each other. It's physical, man. It's physical, and I gotta ask you something. Which this is, I'm not really into this look. 
yeah, Michael Jordan, that's when I was really into the NBA, and he used to wear kind of baggy pants, but they were shorts. Now it's like they're wearing pants and then shorts on top of the pants and long sleeves. They look like they're in their pajamas out there. Yeah, you know, I noticed that when I was watching the NCAA basketball tournament this year. I'm like, why are all these guys wearing white tighties? And then, they look like they're, they're in their long johns. Yeah, it's like ridiculous, man. I mean, I guess it's like some kind of compression pants or something, but I mean, come on, man. It's supposed to be in shorts and a tank top. What are we doing, man? That's what I say. Go back to the uh, the old days where you just wore shorts and uh, and some short socks and called it a night. They got the socks up to the knees. They got how much compression do you need? If I'm not mistaken, didn't Michael Jordan at one point wear a chain when he played? Oh yeah, that's in the early days, 1984. I think he did the dunk contest with a gold chain flapping off his neck. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna wear fucking jewelry, just just to weigh myself down a little, give you guys a fighting chance. By the way, yes, uh, Sadie's getting big time into music, and uh, whenever in the car shows, I turn it up. And today she had me turn it up, and it was uh, Michael Jackson, the way you make me feel, right? Oh, and yeah. uh, she, and she goes, Dad, is that a man or a lady? And I go, and I go. That's a man. She goes, "Why is he singing like a lady?" And I go, "Well, it's his style." And she goes, "He should just sing like a man." So I said, "Eh, "A lot of people like him. A lot of people like him, like Mr. Sebastian." (laughs) By the way, there was a character named Sebastian. She goes, "Like your friend, like your friend." She doesn't even know you, and she knows of you, dude. So, but anyway. Anyway, uh, this goddamn Nick game, did you go with the Mazzilli brothers? So we with what, Seinfeld what? and Rock? Who are you hanging with? No, no, I'm there with the Mazzilli brothers, and um, Leslie Jones was was uh, was sitting next to me. I really take those moments and really um, soak it up because, you know, I'm always thinking, you know, things are good now, but ne- next year, next year you, ever, you ever see like celebrities or, or what have you, people from the entertainment industry down like a, on a floor seat, and then in five years, they can't even get into the building? Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm like, I got to soak this up. I don't even know when I'm going to get this close again. So I really, really, I got some some little uh, wine courtside. It was beautiful. What a beautiful experience the knicks uh i don't think are that good this year but uh it was nice to go see a basketball game that close and then of course we went to our favorite restaurant in new york city milos to have some wonderful greek food and then um and then the next night we went to milos again with the mazzilli brothers and George Wallace and Seinfeld. What a beautiful dinner. Wow, man. What a hang. What a hang, man. Great, great hang. And these are some of the perks that I've noticed when a guy like Seinfeld is dining with you. Yeah. We came late. So about 11.15, the place is closing at 11.30, right? We wanted this Branzino. 
and they didn't have any more. But because it was Seinfeld, they dipped in to tomorrow's fish tonight. And Seinfeld said, we're getting future fish. (laughs) (laughs) I always wanted to like, because you kind of touched on it too there. When you're somebody who's famous, and by the way, that's just Sicilian and you always worrying about tomorrow. But when you have a run, right? Like a Scott Baio at one point. At one point, they would have gave him the future fish. During Happy Days, he got future fish. Absolutely. (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. But but now he's lucky if he gets a present table. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And and that's no offense to Scott Baio because he was on top of a mountain that I'll never be on. But my point of it all is... Um, maybe that's why I always wonder why celebrities that still have money that they don't have that fame why they can't just enjoy life and let it go but I guess man once you get that future fish it's hard to go back to that same day fish right (laughs) that's you know I mean now you put me back up in the nosebleeds at a fucking net game (laughs) and I'm waiting for a table at fucking Bobby Van Steakhouse what the fuck <laughs> oh, God. Where, where do we go wrong, man? Yeah. I have to ask you a question, which leads into something I want to discuss. But um, yeah. the night of the big star studded event, or at any time during the, those couple days, um, did you ask to have a photo taken with any particular, anyone at all? Is there someone there that particularly, like, oh, I'd love a photo with that person? You know what? I wasn't even thinking photos, so I didn't even get any photos with anybody. I would have liked. Uh, uh, I did a show at the Gotham Comedy Club, and Wallace and Brian Regan and Seinfeld were there. I wish all of us would have got a photo, but I missed that opportunity just because it was like we were just having fun, goofing around, and just didn't even think about catching a photo. By the way, Brian Brian Regan speaks very highly of you. Loves your comedy. And uh, and uh, just thought uh, those those nice words coming from Brian Regan. Yeah, yeah, that means a lot. He's the man. He is the man. I, that that would have been fun hanging out there with you guys. Wallace is such a sweet guy too, man. Nice guy, really yeah. nice guy. He's. I told you, man. I, I, you know how I want to start my own little comedy museum in my office here. Uh, I told Regan I I'm, I'm going to take the last bottle of peach schnapps when he does his retirement show, and. <laughs> And I want. I need a Wallace towel. I need a Wallace towel after a show because he always has this, the towel when he performs. Yeah, no, that that's some good yeah. pieces of uh, of comedic uh, lore. So, so this leads me to what I want to bring up. Um, so this past week we had the uh, we filmed a, a two part finale with Leah Remini, as you know, who was his wife, Kevin James's wife, in the first one. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I couldn't wait to meet her. She's my favorite sitcom wife ever on TV. And, yeah. she, and she did not disappoint, man. From the minute you meet her, when she first got there, me and the other guy, Pete, were like, I'm like, I'm definitely getting a photo with her. You know, like, Conic, whatever, and some of the other ones, it didn't matter. But I really wanted a photo with her. And, uh, and then by the end of the first day... He wanted one, too, and he's like, did you get yours yet? And I'm like, nah, I was going to get it, but she was in a robe, and I don't know if she wants to take it in a robe, so I didn't want to ask then. I'll, I'll ask tomorrow. Next morning, I come in, and I go to him. I had an epiphany, man. I go, I don't want a photo with her. I mean, I do, but I'm done. I'm not even going to ask. 
I'm not even going to bother trying to get one. I'm just going to enjoy the woman's presence and hang out and do the show, and that's it. And it's my new motto, bro. I am no longer taking or asking for photos ever. Not that I do it much anyway. Mm. With famous people, with anybody. I'm not, I'm not like, going to go up to set and say I want a photo of you. I'm just going to... I know I met Harry Connick forever, you know. I'm just using him as an example. Or I know yeah. I met this one, or I know I met that one. And then I'm thinking to myself, but I got to have some, right? So I'm thinking five. Maybe five is about the good amount of people that these five people are the exception to the rule. Billy Joel would be one, but I already got that one, so that's out of the way. Mm-hmm. So that's the new way I'm approaching it. And... um Having said that, if you had to narrow it down to like you only five people that you would ever ask to have a photo taken of you with them still alive, could you even mm. narrow it down? Like, I mean, because you, you don't come, you're not that kind of guy either. You don't, like, you don't seem to give a shit about getting a photo either. You just enjoy the person's company, right? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I am aware of it. Well, uh, will I act on it? It depends. I won't go out of my way to get it. If it's an organic situation, we're just hanging around and, I'm like, guys, we got to get a picture. And then, boom, we get a picture. But yeah. I won't go and seek it. Um, Michael Jordan would be on top of my list to get a photo with Michael Jordan. That's one of my childhood uh, heroes and the uh, guy I watched win six championships and gave me a lot of joy in the 90s. So, I mean, that, there's a guy that right off the top of my head I would – Definitely yeah. get a photo with, and I would take a photo with Timberlake wearing his shoes. <laughs> well, that's got something more involved in it too. I love that. Well, I would definitely. Derek Jeter is interesting because he's my one of my five. All right. Uh, I think I think we both got a mutual one that we we haven't touched on, but it's like beyond obvious. Still on? No, I didn't even have him on my list, man. Really? No, I didn't. I didn't. Maybe I should have, but that's more. But there's another one just blaring at us. Surprise. We talk about them once every four shows at least. Really? Yeah. We both have said at one point that we would lay in his bed if we could, if he wasn't in it. (laughs) Wow. Who? He lives in Italy, guy. The Pope? Yes. Oh, I don't think he's on my top five. You? Whoa, 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 whoa. Not for a photo. You got the Pope in one room, Michael Jordan in another room, and you got one photo left in the camera. Oh, I go go Jordan. Bro, are you kidding me? Are you? Come on, man. You you were an altar boy, bro. You were an altar boy. Wrong I, I was. I also played basketball on the junior team. Be bench. Oh, junior, junior, what team, guy? You play basketball? Yeah. I, listen, Jordan trumps the. Tr- the that, listen, I can't believe that. Wow. All right, that's surprising to me. That's all. You you go Pope over everybody else? Yeah, I go Pope over. The only one who would have been maybe is Billy Joel in the other room with a Pope, but still, oh boy, I'd have to hope I meet Billy Joel at another time and I go Pope. But yeah, I, how do you not go Pope, bro? That's like I think you got into heaven. You cut the line if you got a photo with the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, that's a you could get out of speeding tickets with that guy. 
I don't think so. I don't think the Pope's holding a lot of weight these days. Whoa, my God, bro. I'm doing this from my home. You're fucking putting a hex on my home through the phone. The Pope doesn't hold weight these days? Am I talking to Trump? <laughs> oh, boy. All right. All right. All right. Who else you got on your list? Over the Pope. I'm I'm going to give you, well, not necessarily over the Pope, but I'm going to give you one. Um, Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce, only because Rihanna would make, she wouldn't want to take a photo with me. Don't think so? Nah, I don't think she'd like me. I think she'd fucking, like, say <laughs> shit about me during the photo. Like, I, like do that. I don't know why I have to. <laughs> you know? But I think Beyonce would be more like, come here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, over Michael Jordan, wouldn't you want a photo with. Uh, he just happens to be president now, but whoever is president while they're president in the. in like their private room alone holding up a couple of glasses of wine toasting with the president while he's president? How about that mm. photo? I gotta go Denzel at a at a at a Sunday brunch over that. Denzel, you're just trying to get votes with that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, Denzel's my favorite actor. <clears throat> Do you have any on the female side? Because I got two, maybe. I don't know about top five. One of them top five. Mm, female side. Oprah. Man. Oh. <laughs> what do you got? I got uh, Julia Roberts. That's I would a good take. One. I would. I would have to do that one, and uh, possibly Ashley Judd, but that's not talent driven. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let that be known. <laughs> that's just personal thing. This is like the crush. The crush I always had. You know what I'm saying? You know, I had, a crush, I had a crush on Susan Sarandon. What, man? I don't know. Isn't that the one that was in Aliens? No, that was Sigourney Weaver. But That's I mean, her. Wow. Sigourney That's Weaver. A, ah, man, I had more respect for you when it was Susan Sarandon. <laughs> <laughs> Sigourney Weaver, man. Um, oh, no, man. Which movie did you get turned on by Sigourney Weaver? Aliens? I, aliens. I think that was the alien. I was like, wow, this girl's a badass. I think I was more attracted to Paul Reiser in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I don't like females, like, uh, action ladies. I don't like that. No? You're not too no, I about. like the damsel in distress. Oh. Uh, or I like, girl. you know what I like? I like the, the one, uh, Kate Capshaw. Spielberg's wife in the Indiana Jones, like the loudmouth lady going, Indy, what are we doing? Get me out of this, you know? And then he saves the day. But I don't like the chick that, like, can beat me up and shit. Like, what? Yeah, okay. What are we doing with that? So you're not into, like, the Linda Hamilton and Terminator? No, would you, would you want to make love to a woman that could kick the shit out of you? <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> not ever, guy. You're getting too PC on me, man. Denzel, <laughs> Oprah. Give me a break. Cue the drum roll. All right, open your boxes. Open your boxes. One, two, three. 
I don't know how to put this. Do you have any gay tendencies? Like what? Like, all right, let me give a few examples. Let me give you a few examples. Yeah. And and you tell me, like, I mean, I'm obviously hetero and all that, but are these things considered, like, gay qualities? Because the first one, I'll say, when I was in the writer's room recently, I made a comment about how Harry Connick being a better-looking guy than I expected when I met him in person. I was like, hey, he looks like a handsome New Orleans guy. And, uh, you know, it got taken with, oh, hey, PDO, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I noticed that uh, my most comfortable way to sit is with my knees crossed, but my one knee, like I rest the underside of my knee, my right knee, right on top of my left kneecap. Yeah. And, and the foot points out, points out. You really, you look like a woman who's about to smoke a menthol cigarette in 1974. <laughs> but it's so comfortable, bro. It's so comfortable. Yeah. Uh, and then driving home last week, again, I drove home after the show through the night, and I didn't get home till 5 in the morning. And from about 2.45 till 5 in the morning, the only thing that got me through was cranking. I believe it's Channel 72, but it's the Broadway channel, and it's <laughs> all Broadway to it. And I'm literally going down uh, Route 17 at 4 in the morning with the windows down, screaming, Come back to me, Argentina. <laughs> the truth is, I never left you. I'm telling you, man. Oh, then they, man. And they hear another good song, and I'm like, like the lady singing, Everything's coming up roses. I'm like, what is that? I look at the dial, and it's a gypsy, and I'm like, I gotta see that musical. And, you know, uh, lastly, I gotta say, Nine out of ten gay men, I enjoy the company of the gay men. They, they, <laughs> bro, they're funny. They're always funny. They're always honest, right? And they just wear it on their sleeves. So I'm just saying. I don't know what I'm saying, but what do you think hey, of that? You got I don't any know. Else? Listen, I don't know if this is more getting up into older age uh than having gay tendency and I do agree with you. You get a gay guy around, uh they are the life of the party. Absolutely. I mean uh, the 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 humor level I, I'm a comedian. There's no way I could match the humor level of a gay man on a on a Saturday night at eight thirty with a Chardonnay in him. There's no way no, that no. uh I, I could even touch him in the humor department. We uh, Lana's got a friend that he comes over and some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is uh he he had mentioned uh, one uh one day uh he said oh yeah that uh, that girl looks like she's a mirror crier i go what is that someone that just likes to look at themselves cry in the mirror it's like wow that's a great way to describe somebody <laughs> oh how about this i work with a gay guy who is one of the funniest men i've ever met uh a writer and he goes um he goes, he calls them, he goes, oh, I call people like that 9B. I go, what does that mean? I call it 9B because, like, you ever see that, you know, you're on a plane and you're sitting in your seat and the guy comes down the aisle and he's babbling away. Oh, is this my seat? Where are we over here? I can't wait to get all that shit that drives you crazy. And you go to yourself, 
Oh, I know it. I know it. That guy's 9B. And you know how I know it? And I go, why? He goes, because I'm 9A. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's very funny. So he's like, he goes, he calls the, an asshole is 9B. That's no, he's a 9B. And uh, that's just clever and funny and creative. And that's what yeah. you get with a gay man. I you can't do. speak you... for the gay woman. I just don't know too many of them. But the gay man is like, it's like, I mean, fun. Yeah, no, the sense of humor coming out of a gay man is, 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 is tremendous. As far as the sitting is concerned, I've often sat like that, too, just for the comfort level. I can't really sit and cross my leg with my ankle over my thigh just because my hip starts to hurt. Right, dude. So I think that's an age thing. Um, the belting out Broadway show tunes on the way home, I don't know if that's just something that... Uh, was keeping you awake or, or what, but I, I don't think I'd be concerned about any of the behavior above. I think it's more of a, a preference rather than a uh, than a lifestyle. Yeah, so I'm, it's still, I'm still falling under the masculine category. I mean, I know the uh, commenting on a man's looks you have no problem with because of the things you've said about the Italian national soccer team. Yeah, so, so that I know is okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, there's, there's no problem commenting on a man's uh, looks if he's stunning or what have you. I think that's totally natural. Uh, if some people think that's a little feminine, then that's their own issue. But uh, yeah. if anybody looks at the 11 men on a soccer field for the Italian national team, I don't know how the hell you can't say everybody's go- not gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, so there you have it. To some of you young guys out there maybe find yourself a little confused, wondering, according to the Pete and Sebastian show... Unless you actually suck face with another man, you're not gay. Don't even worry about it. (laughs) Everything else. Go skip through the park and think about bacon muffins. You're fine. (laughs) I appreciate that, bro. Because I really like sitting that way. And I feel, I don't know, I've seen some mob mob guys sit that way. So I feel like it's okay. They do that kind of, they make it okay to old Italian, literally from Italy type mob guys. Yeah, I think Sinatra sat that way, if I'm not mistaken. If Sinatra's doing it, I feel like it just trumps all. You know, if Sinatra does it, then it's it's definitely okay to do. Yeah, but then you think about, like, I'll give you two examples. Like, Kevin James, who, who I see all the time, and then what? I could just tell when I met him that one time hanging out with him. These are two men that would never sit that way. No. no. So it's not a sit. It's I, is it? Maybe it's more Italian, bro. It really is. I think it is an Italian, might be a cultural thing. It was among the Italians, it was real greaseball shit. This week I'll be playing Maguire's on Saturday, and Friday I'll be at uh, Brokerage, and then I'll be at the Philly Punchline, and I'll be at Hartford Funny Bone in April, Philly Punchline in May, uh, San Jose in April, and by the way, bro, isn't San Jose really close to San Fran? Yeah, about an hour. Oh, that's not that close. That's kind of close. Yeah, it's 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 not that far. Yeah. So what about you, man? What do you what are you playing? When's, what do your I movie, got? when's that movie coming out? By the way. Uh, there's a couple coming out in August. August 28th, I believe, is the House with Will Ferrell. Oh, uh, nice, dude. April 14th, I'll be in Houston, Texas, the home of the Watt. Um, and then I'll be in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, 
April 21st, Denver the 22nd, and Salt Lake City, Utah 23rd. And the week uh, ending April 27th, Dallas 28th, San Francisco culminating on 29th with a big, big two shows here in Los Angeles. And then May 1st, Monday, baby do date we will have an addition to the family and we just found out recently the kid was about seven pounds last week i don't know if i told you that but we're looking at a very very wow. large baby wow. uh apparently having my appetite so we are uh we are stocking the fridge as we speak you are now you are home until until the birth well the 29th, I come back to L.A. 28th, I'm in San Francisco. So hopefully this baby uh, you know, comes either on the due date or uh, shortly thereafter. But uh, I have some gigs in May, in the middle of May. But after that, I'm pretty much home for the entire summer. Oh, man. Wow, you got a big one coming. Seven pounds already with a month left to go in the oven. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> hey, I was, ten, I was ten and a half pounds when I was born. Ten and a half pounds, my God. <laughs> I almost oh. killed my mother. My head alone, I think, was five and a half. Oh, my Lord, that's big, man. So right. there you have it. Uh, we do appreciate your listenership, and thanks for joining us here on the one and only Sirius XM Channel 99 Raw Dog. All right, later, bro. Good hanging. Later. The show has ended. Like, what, what am I going to do? I'll have the GM stand in the bathroom with me while I yell at him. You don't smell that? You seriously don't smell shit? How can you not smell that? <laughs>